0: Guys, hello and welcome back. I'm Jojo Fraser. It's time for a mojo injection. Episode 102. It's so good to have you here. I've had a lot of messages this week about anxiety and I'm feeling low. Um, Have you got any tips? And the first thing I would say is accept those feelings and know that goodness, what's going on out there is going to give all of us a bit of anxiety you know there'll be people meditating that never watch the news and they're in this exotic spa right now um sitting under a waterfall i have no idea what's going on and you know we're bombarded wherever you're tuning in you know i'm sure there's probably and um, technology and access to the media 24 7 if you want and that's going to stress anyone out um so i just want to send you a massive hug um until and, and tell you um, that your feelings are totally valid. Um, I was walking around our neighbourhood last night, and it was Halloween, and I felt so sad because the year previous, it had been an amazing night, full of great energy and vibes, and what a difference a year can make, like the street was so quiet, Storm Aiden was coming, it was sort of windy and dark. and quiet no one was there the moon was epic though but I had to really really dig deep just to go it's okay to feel sad and accept that and see how you can move on from that and my way to move on from that was get home fill a bucket with apples and do some duking and just try and put a little bit of compassion into the mix because you're gonna have moments I think last night was the first time I felt really really sad Um, Obviously, it's been a sad and crazy year, but I think it really, really hit me just how much has changed. Um, So be kind to yourself. You know, there's all types of anxiety. We're talking about anxiety this week and, you know, you've got your general anxiety when things can become chronic and really stop you. Then you've got OCD, there's panic disorder and PTSD and social anxiety. We talk about social anxiety. But, you know, I get annoyed with medical labels sometimes, but they're there for, they serve a purpose. Um, but I just worry that if we attach ourselves to a certain label too much, we take on that identity. Um, and there is so much we can do to help us. And this episode is so encouraging. So I have Gail from Mum Force and she talks so openly about she how she's really grown as a person despite having anxiety. And, you know, as I say, we all have it, but it's really sort of struggling with it. Um, So Gail's a mum of two kids, you can find her at mumforce.co.uk and that will link across to our different um, channels. I think she's mainly on Instagram or actually TikTok. She went viral on um, these reels. She's so funny. I was saying to her, I need to get my mojo back, my performing mojo back, because I love what she does, like with all the sort of little dramatic um, and the comedy videos, Uh, I love it. Um, So Gail is really open about her mental health and she's just, oh, I just think she's fantastic. and she talks honestly about all their experiences allowing others to feel they're no longer alone because when you open up and you talk um that's when magic happens that's a really really positive thing um, gail finds writing a form of therapy and a hobby so her journal is a great outlet for her um blog journal i mean i just love the fact that she shares so much on there um and something that i can relate to when you share it helps it heals Uh, and that's why this podcast is here to give you a feeling that you're not alone hook up your mojo and um give you lots of good vibes so let's jump in shall we guys let's keep it real and raw and um all the love to you and mojo injections Radio, <laughs> I think we're rolling. Thank you so much for your
1: time today. <laughs> well, thank you for asking me. I'm really excited to be on the podcast for first time.
0: Oh, thank you. I know, I can't believe it's well this year it's gone a bit crazy. So probably would have got around it before now, but then you know, two new decade, two twenty through lots of different things our way. So.
1: Didn't it just?
0: yeah I really really did
1: um but But I was there for your launch I, I went to your launch
0: yeah that was a good you know what I loved about that launch and we'll talk about this today but you're very open about mental health and issues and just daily stresses which I love and that night people said to me because it was very obviously like a mental health podcast like it was going to be about just cutting the bull and taking your mask off and showing who you are mm-hmm. on that night saying to me oh we were having deep conversations just because the podcast that's what the podcast was about so we felt we should really just brush through the surface level and get like a bit deeper and I loved that do you know what I mean because it, it was yeah. like a safe space for people just to tell it
1: how it was and like show up as we, as they are yeah I mean that's pretty much the one and only event I've ever been to as well (laughs) Uh, yeah because that's like I I think I was messaging you about the day um saying oh I don't know if I'm going to come because my social anxiety is bad I don't know anybody um and I was also uh going through I think I was like I was having a break from drinking as well so I didn't even have alcohol as like a, a a crutch to like make me feel more confident so um and when I did go it was it was fine it was lovely and relaxed and I met some lovely people who I'm still friendly with which is fantastic
0: oh it makes me so happy so this podcast a hundred and whatever episode we're on now like when you hear things like that that's like that is an amazing thing like the launch like you've met people for life and do you know? I just love that. I love like when you get like connections because the world can be a little bit lonely. And I, I think, like you are just so real in what you do, and I think that's amazing. And you said something quite powerful in one of your stories recently. I think it was, um, you know, it helps your well being. It helps your module when you're real.
1: Oh yeah, to- totally. I um, I just for so long, I just pretended it didn't exist or at least pushed it down put the smile on I am a fantastic actor when it comes to saying I'm okay um, because f- from a very young age I, I've i suffered from anxiety I was a shy child um, I was very Uh, anxious, you know, the separation anxiety from my parents. Um, I didn't like going on school trips and so forth. You know, I was very much like, just liked being at home and in my bedroom, my safe space, but it was, you know, didn't, you know, face what why this was. Uh, Why was I feeling this way? Um, I mean, and there, there isn't any sort of real reason because you know I had a great childhood I had no abuse no no nothing no like traumas or you know anything my family were extremely close we're still extremely close so there was like no sort of real answer of why I'm feeling this way so my sort of response was to hide it to keep it inside because this is silly why am I feeling this way and it wasn't until um I had Cassie, my son, when I started to think like, okay, actually, you know, I don't, I don't want to be this, this mum. I didn't, didn't want to be this person. So I started writing everything down. Because um, at the time I was going through lots of different therapies, just trying to figure out what, what would work for me. Um, I did one-on-one counseling, I did group counseling, I did art therapy, I did yoga therapy, And nothing, nothing was working. I felt awkward going to these places because I was, I was happy. Do you know what I mean? I I didn't feel depressed. Mm. I'm very grateful for everything I had in my life. And I I was sitting listening to these women who, you know, they were just so sad, but I wasn't sad. And I was just like, this is, this is not, these aren't the places for me, but I wasn't too sure where to go or turn to. So I just started writing down my feelings and then when I got a wee bit more confident and people started reading, I set up Mumforce on Instagram and started just talking into the camera. So instead of like a weekly update, I was just doing a daily update of my my head. Mm-hmm. Um and it you know, just the amount people come to me and go, Yeah, I know exactly how you're feeling. Um you're not alone you know just begging me up mm-hmm. uh, i think because you know you, you're your biggest criti- critic you know um and i just didn't have that sort of support group well i, I do have lots of friends but as i say i keep keep myself to myself and kind of quiet hermit like i didn't have that daily support mm-hmm. of somebody begging me up and so it was you know I, I know it's like validation but that's what social media is and it's helped me Immensely, yeah. like crazy. From if you, if I could look at the videos that I made at the start of Mum Force to where I am now, I I would cry for that that girl, who I was.
0: Wow, and you so you would put that down for like the encouragement you've had on there, and just sort of feeling like it's okay to 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 feel this way.
1: Yeah, totally. Like feeling that I I my voice is relevant my feelings are relevant that the way I am feeling about certain situations is I'm allowed to feel my my feelings Mm -hmm. Um, and that that's been the the biggest thing so like if I am feeling anxious or I'm feeling worried or worked up instead of trying to push past it the biggest thing that I have got is allowing myself to feel that way Mm-hmm. you know if I if I'm needing a day where I sit in my pajamas and I'm watching I need to watch the telly or I just need to sleep mm-hmm. then I allow myself that without any guilt and that that's been the biggest thing that you know I, I, could, I could do for myself I'm, I'm looking after myself and mm-hmm. um, whereas before I would have just like carried on I would have built up built up built up and i, I I used to have these things called meltdowns, which were well—that was my my term for them. Um, where when everything got too much, when I'd held it in, I, I would have this meltdown. It would, it, someone would trigger it. It would be teeny tiny, and the only way I can describe it is, you know, when a toddler has a tantrum mm-hmm. and they get pat, they go go far past the point of reassurance they're completely you know there's no there's no consoling them there's no reasoning with them they they're just they're, it's like they're out of body experience and that's that's what would happen um it would sometimes happen uh like once a month or it could be a week and it could be something like I put on a pair of trousers to go to work and they didn't fit me. Mm-hmm. Do you know, or, or I went to get that pair of trousers and they needed washed that I'd forgotten. Um, but it was something teeny tiny. But all the things that I had held in would just all of a sudden come flooding out. Um, and the only way for me to um break out of this sort of meltdown, um, you know, like we see with as a toddler, they just sometimes need held. Yeah. well I wouldn't when I was having these meltdowns I wouldn't have anybody around because as they say, I was quite good at hiding them I could go away and just you know I wouldn't I wouldn't do it in front of people but sometimes you know with my husband he you know you get comfortable he he would see some them sometimes it was horrible for him um but I would I'd have to self-harm mm. to to get out of that cycle mm. uh, and You know that was something that I had done since I was probably a young child, without even realising I was self-harming. I think it's called like headbanger, where you like bang bang your head uh, like against the wall, or I would use like a hairbrush and stuff. My my thought behind it was that because of my hair, you would never see any bruises or anything like that. So I didn't have like I wouldn't cut myself because there would be physical scars, but I would do. But it would just snap me out straight away, um, and then it was like the world had lifted off my shoulders, and I would carry on the cycle again. And it got to the point where I just thought that's who I was. That that was the way it was. I was programmed, but I'm I'm happy to say I have not had one of those meltdowns in three years. Wow
0: so that's about yeah.
1: the you set up this outlet? Yeah yeah because I, I went on medication as well um, and that was a big factor. Um, I've been on and off um, medication since I was 14 um, so it wasn't a, a daunting experience to go back on medication but it made such a huge difference for me and I was really lucky that the the first type of medication that they gave me worked I didn't have to go through the process of you know this one's not working for me trying another one um so uh, yeah I've been on on that for three years as well and that I think that's just been great for regulating moods hormones are a huge factor as well you know like certain times of the month I can just go up and down up and down and uh, there's a lot of self-doubt but yeah so it's 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 been it's been a really positive journey so far and I you know i i am not I'm not too proud to say it but I'm I'm proud of myself
0: no you should be you should be so proud of yourself and I love the way you talk about medication and there was a picture you put with the pill and I thought that's really powerful actually because there'll still be a lot of people and I hear from people that they feel the shame about being on medication. And it's, if it works for you, for me, like, I was lucky too. The first one they tried in February, well, mm. I don't know if it worked straight away. I don't know if it made me worse um, looking back. But then it did work and stabilized the mood. But they call that an antipsychotic. And I think, yeah. well, the word psychotic means a cold-blooded killer, surely. Because that, that's what the media tell us. But, yeah all the psychiatrists and psychologists and stuff I've interviewed, they'll be like, no, like, that's just, the media has a lot to answer for, you know? And and that's like the stigma there, whereas I met so many people in hospital that were like the nicest, most gentle, kind people that were on. Oh, totally. It's like, yeah, it's like mood stabilizers. But yours is a, is that
1: one specifically for like social anxiety? or? So the one that I'm on is actually for, OCD um so i was diagnosed with OCD when i was 14 um so i've got OCD intrusive thoughts um so it's not your standard OCD that you would normally think um i mean actually OCD is quite a wide spectrum you know it's not just like liking your things a certain way um m- my intrusive thoughts became so obsessive that um, that I couldn't I I still struggle go in the car with my kids you know I would get so much panic um my intrusive thoughts um make me panic when my children say they don't feel well um sick because I have a phobia of sick um and then I start it starts to like fall uh and my way of coping with those intrusive thoughts is obsessive uh, routines and behaviors um, and it just I, I'm a nightmare um, and that started when I was fourteen. Um, my gran had suddenly passed away, she had an accident, and she died and I was very close to my gran and from From there, I sort of started to keep the rest of my family safe. Mm-hmm and that's where it sort of started, you know, of like, okay, if I, if I do this a certain way and keep things the way they are, you know, don't change anything, um, then, you know, they, they'll be safe, and I got obsessed with them, like, eating, I had to make sure that they had a meal, you know, I was like, have you eaten your breakfast, you know, have you eaten your breakfast, why haven't you eaten your breakfast, and I was get, you know, like, you have to eat, because you need to be eating to be healthy, and, and I was, like, obsessively exercising, but I wasn't, obsessively exercising to lose weight it was to be healthy you know Um, as well yeah and it, um, and it was very obvious but I'm from a tiny island in the west coast my parents are islanders this is this is like what what is going on you know snap out of it girl you know you're acting strange um so it was it was quite hard for them um so I I hid it and I hid it really well um I had like a little a little box um and I had my little diary in there and I would write the things that you know I was feeling down um I had a box of tissues in there as well for crying and I also had the, the hairbrush that I used you know like for the head banging um and when I i don't as i said so i had it really well but you know you're 14 your parent your mom goes into your room and tidies up and she found it and she was like what is this you know like what i, I don't understand so she took me to the doctors and that's when i was put on medication but it was never really explained to my parents why yeah. you know why i was being this way or why i was uh acting this way i also um had stomach migraines as a as a young child which you know now you can pull back to like stress and anxiety so th- none of this was sort of like mentioned to them it was just like oh this is what what it is take this it'll make her better do this it'll make her better um and I ended up going for like CBT for a while and it, it did it helped you know and then I was like better mm-hmm. um and I stopped taking medication um, and I was probably about seven years off it um, before I sort of relapsed after I had children.
0: Right. Okay. And that's just a whole other, you know, I, I just think it changes your mindset. It changes so much when you have kids, right? Oh, to-
1: totally. Um, it was just. It, it came back to that. I, I am her responsibility and I have to keep her safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, we came back to like the obsessive cleaning, like bleaching everything and uh, constantly washing like like cleaning the bedding every single day and just like constantly scrubbing everything and yeah, not go- leaving the house, um which you know as a new mom can be really lonely, really isolating, um but I was really lucky though because my husband worked from home, so yeah. I had him there all the time so I, I wasn't really aware of it until he ended up going back into an office and I was all alone with these two kids you know and it was like this is this is new now he was like <laughs> almost like my support person um and completely codependent on him and I didn't want I didn't want to be I mean we both we're like best friends and stuff. We're, bo- we're both like quite happy to be in each other's company for, you know, for every second of the day. But um, until I was alone, I realized, like, actually, I don't know how to be alone. Yeah.
0: That's hard. Yeah, it was,
1: yeah, it was really hard. It was really hard. It was scary because I was like, because I had this sort of, you know, as I say, keep people safe. I still get it now when the kids go to bed, and because my husband works nights, um, I'm sitting alone at nighttime, and I'm like, if anything goes wrong, I am the sole responsible adult here and that's quite overwhelming for me. Mm-hmm. That is, I mean, but the thing is, that is so
0: common. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? And you don't realise, I mean, I bet you've heard so many stories since you've opened up about it
1: oh yeah, no, we'll, see, as soon as that, if like, I mentioned it, if I'm like, oh, I'm feeling a bit, like, down or lonely on my stories, I'll get messages after messages, and they are saying the exact same thing, that, you know, as soon as if the husband's not home, or their partner's not home, um, and the kids go to bed, and they're all alone, that's when they start to, like, get anxious, because they're, well, they've stopped, stopped for the day, and their mind starts rolling, and then it's like all the thoughts start coming in, um, and it's, it's just something that people. It's like almost like, oh, well, that's just the way it is. Well, it. Okay, maybe it is, but surely if we talk about it, it will feel better. to you know? You release something when you say it out. Yeah, definitely. There's like just even saying it out loud. I find sometimes if like, if there's not even anybody here or nobody listening, just sometimes to say you know oh I'm feeling this way because x y and z
0: yeah
1: but sometimes you might not know why you're feeling that way either it can just
0: you know what you say hormones can it influence could be something someone said that's triggered you you know it could be so many things
1: yeah and I'm I'm, I would say I'm quite a sensitive soul as well it doesn't take much to like set me off in terms of like feeling worried like "Oh, oh what did they mean by when they said that or like oh you know oh what does that mean or did I do something wrong Uh, so I do I do get that sort of like there is that side of me as well where I'm like you know cautious.
0: (laughs) Do you find as well because obviously you've built this amazing community and so supportive and like great thing have you ever experienced like trolls coming on looking for a target or thinking you might be an easy target because you have made yourself vulnerable
1: yeah yeah I have I've been trolled um it's, it's been a while <laughs> it's been a while not to say that it's and I totally expect it to happen again um right right at the sort of beginning time and that horrible forum that we don't like to talk about um I'm sure you know the one I'm talking about um i I got a lovely mention about how it was unhinged and um there was a lot of things about like buying followers and um just being like fake and all this sort of thing and it really affected me for about three months i really I really struggled on the app um and it took a long time to just sort of realize you know like I just this was helping me I just need to do my own thing just keep going just keep going because it's it's helping me um but as I say those those things stick you know that's nearly nearly three years ago and they're, they're still they're still there in my mind um but as I say, I've been completely open I, I laugh about it yeah yeah I'm unhinged that's why that's why I started this Do you know what I mean like you know here I, this is me here I am <clears throat> I'm I can be all over the place um I've just it's just the way I am just you know I'm not offended by it anymore um it's that sort of realisation that, you know, you can't please everybody. But also, at the same time, I'm um, quite good friends with uh, Riona uh, O'Connor. Sorry, and she, um, she got a lot of trolls. Uh, she was in the press quite a lot because um, she was still breastfeeding her five-year-old son. And she'd posted on Instagram. I think, um, oh, maybe it wasn't yourself. I think we, we covered it one time on the Bad Parents Club. And um, I'd, I'd spoken to Riona and I was like, "Oh, we're talking about you uh, on the on the show this morning." And she's like, "I was like, well, what sort of advice, you know, will you give us?" And she's like, "Never read the comments." And I've taken that literally, you know. If if there's a comment on my Instagram, I can delete it. You know, that's my account; I can control that area. But don't don't go out there looking for. Comments on yourself, so I just stay away from that site. I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. None I can do about it. Um, I just don't read it because when I read it, it makes me feel bad. You've
0: got to think of the people that make these comments, like to actually say something like that. It's like surely they, you know, they're they've got their own issues to actually take the time to go on and and they're not dealing with their own stuff and i read a lot you know they talk about your shadow like doing the shadow work like so embracing the side of you that's you know like just say you lack self-control or you've got a temper or you whatever your your things are it's like the people that judge you it's because they see that in themselves you know what i mean it's like this whole theory about the shadow so they wouldn't recognize it if it wasn't part of them it, it, would yeah. even, it wouldn't even be a thing so it's like they're deflecting I think a lot of people just get sucked into drama or you know labeling people and being a bit sort of catty like someone had said to me at the start of the year when I was actually quite unwell they said oh someone one of the um, school moms or something was talking about you behind your back and I was like oh really I was like, who they wouldn't tell me. Uh, but <laughs> oh my goodness, I wonder if this is someone that's really, really nice to me, my face, um, and then is saying something like, Oh, what's she like? What did she say on her podcast? There a bit, or whatever they said. And um, you know, when you put yourself out like we do, <laughs> you've got to,
1: yeah. yeah, you've got to expect that
0: sharing your content so people are going to have an opinion. But I think now when people are like. Nice, because that, that person or whoever's told you, like, would they be like that to your face if you saw them on, like, a school run or something like Definitely that? Definitely not. And, it's and like, if they
1: are, then they're just mean.
0: <laughs> I find that very, you know, when you hear of people that are kind of in their 30s and 40s, when by then you should really know a little bit better. Do you know? Yeah,
1: it's like, the, yeah, it's kind of like they've never left the playground. Yeah. Because um, I, I, I wrote an article for... um mama tribe about because i mean they're all about women supporting women and things like that so i um sent them this article that i'd written about how you know that it it's great that we all stand for that but a lot of the time it isn't like that um we're i mean we're all fighting the same battle but sometimes it just doesn't feel that way because they've never left the playground they don't you know this these politics the playground politics um it could be as you said before they see themselves in that person or the things that they don't like about themselves in that person or the things that they wish they were in that person um i think as well as like that that keyboard warrior type thing you know that they're they're faceless um you know When you're driving a car, you're probably more likely to shout obscenities to somebody else who's driving that you would if you were walking on the pavement and somebody bumped into the into you. Um, But I think a lot of the time they're just they're just wanting people to agree with them. Yeah, like oh my, you know the way I think is the right way, as well.
0: Yeah, it's that ego flaring up there. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I
0: feel like I learned a lot about that in mindfulness and the meditation and I could see when my ego had like flared up and it was like, I had this sort of clarity of like, Oh, I had to be right. Or, uh, you know, and it's like, you just need to sometimes step away when you're going down that rabbit hole because it could be so hard because everyone's got. Opinion.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I mean, really what, what is the difference between these people on this forum and ourselves, they, they're they on this forum. They're well known to the other people on the forum because they're always commenting or saying nasty things and so forth. Obviously they're anonymous, but people go on this site to maybe hear what they have to say. Um, so are they really any different from us in the sense of like putting themselves out there? They're just putting themselves out there in a different way. Um, they're just hiding behind the screens and stuff. So maybe maybe they they wanted to do what we're doing and just never had the balls to do it, or they tried to do it and they failed. <laughs> you know, uh,
0: it's, uh, and it's coming back to your intention, like why you do something as well. You know, if it's for like this is good, what you're doing is good for your health, but it's really good for other people's as well. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah, benefits everyone. Whereas if you're going on just to shame people or you know troll or have an opinion like thought like something simple but I was thinking the other day when I was young I wanted to be a food critic people would be like you'd be a great food critic but I don't think I would
1: be able to, to leave
0: negative reviews like oh
1: no because it's somebody's livelihood isn't it it's like passion food isn't it and you're just like can you imagine I'm, like <laughs> throwing water over somebody's fire oh, no, I just couldn't do
0: it I'd probably like rather and I have in the past just said oh, I'm not going to write about that because you know it wasn't wasn't great or, or I'll not focus on that let's focus on the positives because I just think like when we critique people just knowing how much it can impact their mind and of course yeah a business or, or whatever it's just
1: oh yeah totally it doesn't really sort of
0: seem worth it does it
1: no no De- no and it, I think it's become also more apparent as well you know people's mental health during lockdown has been just completely deteriorated and there's such a lack of support for it at the moment as well and you can just see you know people's livelihoods and businesses are some of them are just kaput there's or no way to get back and you know imagine you being the the reason for that it's just yeah it's it's a horrible horrible thought
0: how have you kept your mojo this year with everything that's going on? I know exercise is a big thing for your sort of survival through through
1: it. Yeah. So r- running, I've, I've been running so much, um, Run. I find running so good for just clearing my mind. But you know, I, I joke about this. So, you know, I've, I've had anxiety all my life, you know, and I've pretty much trained myself for a global pandemic, you know, for like a, you know a a global uh, tragedy to happen you know I I get to stay in my house with my family keep myself safe and clean and do all this sort of thing and you know I say I feel like I've been training for these moments my whole life so I've actually been more relaxed than I think I would have been if it just been a normal year yeah
0: yeah it's funny that isn't it because those dark places and you've had all these battles it's almost like
1: oh yeah yeah you know I know it's like yeah we throw throw all what you've got at me I'm I'm here you know um I'd be I've been really lucky that you know it's not directly affected me or anybody in my family um so that's I mean that's obviously a huge advantage I've had nobody that's poorly nobody's lost their jobs or you know, are really struggling because of the pandemic itself. Um, so that's obviously a big factor as well. I haven't had to worry too much about, you know, the external parts of my family. Um, so it's just kind of, it's just kind of been nice. And I really enjoyed uh, the kids being at home. Um, I hate homeschooling, but mm-hmm. I really enjoyed just spending time. We went on nice long walks together and watched movies and had like sleepovers in the living room all together and just had like a really nice sort of family bonding time. We still, I mean, we're still at, in, you know, the, this moment. So we're still kind of just carrying on doing those things and it's been great. That's
0: amazing. How, how do you find when the clocks go back? Do you, like you know well you might quite like it actually the sort of cozy aspect of when it's like darker
1: yeah I I mean I've never been one to get that sort of the SED you know like season disorder I I actually really like winter and autumn said before I'm from an island in the west coast so it's pretty much like that all year round (laughs) And um, so there's something about this time of year in Edinburgh, you know, when it's windy and it's rain and it's grey, it just sort of feels like home. <laughs> so it's, a, it's a, almost like a, a nice nostalgia of um, being back on the island. Uh, so it doesn't bother me at all. I mean, I'll go out in all weathers, you know, it's like 90 mile hour winds. I'm like, oh, it's just a breeze, you know, and, you know, people are like, oh, you're not wearing your coat. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's only eight, it's eight degrees. It's roasted. You know what I mean? <laughs>
0: island life what would you say island life because like would you would you like looking back on it like compared to like city life
1: what would you say is your sort of key um well I mean I had a lot of freedom growing up I mean I just my mom would open the door after breakfast and be like see you at tea time and we'd go out and we'd have adventures and I mean it's it's different now because my my nephews are still there so. Um, they don't have the same amount of freedom as, say, I did, like, in the 90s. Um, but we were, like, going out in boats and no life jackets and, like, climbing trees and mountains. Um, we climbed uh, – there's a Monroe on the island. Um, it's more So it was one of the Monroes. And one day we climbed it, like, just in our jeans and our trainers and stuff like that. And we stopped atop and our, our parents had given us, like, sandwiches and things um and so we're sitting on these rocks near the top having our sandwiches and then these like hill walkers with all the proper gear come on up with their backpacks and their walking sticks and all this sort of thing and then there's like a bunch of teenagers at the top of this Monroe eating cheese sandwiches you know and their trainers and their jeans because it was just like it was just a way of life for us you know and um the the thing though the time we got to about teenager I sort of realized that there wasn't going to be much opportunity for me on the island Um, I just I I wanted to get off the island as soon as I could and I did I I left and went to study in Glasgow when I was 17 and I technically haven't lived back there since since then Um, I've always found myself more comfortable in the city Uh, I go back all the time I mean, it's a beautiful island. My family are there. Um, but it was kind of, felt, it's quite claustrophobic at times. Uh, okay,
0: yeah, small town. Everyone
1: knows everyone. Oh, yeah, totally. My husband hates it. Um, he's always lived in the city um, and he hates that he walks down Main Street in Tobermory and everybody knows exactly who he is, but he has absolutely no clue who any of them are. And he just he hates it. He's like, how do they know who I am? How do they know what my job is? And I was like, well, that's, you know, the postman, fireman, farmer, fisherman, (laughs) you
0: know. I think, though, like, with lockdown, people are craving an island again,
1: you know, like, I've
0: seen a lot of people move,
1: like, it's, yeah, like, everyone's seen that simpler side of life, haven't they, Mm. you know, like, just sort of, you know, huckering down and, enjoy nature and being you know if you're going to be at home and people are working from home now and realizing they don't have to be in the big city um they can do it remotely um so why not do it somewhere that's beautiful and rural and fresh air and sea air and all this sort of thing i, I totally understand why somebody if they've lived their life in a city would want to go somewhere like tobermory or one of the islands on the west coast um it's just it's just a it's completely different way of life are you more coastal or forest uh, well so we're kind of it's kind of both so we're the island is the second biggest island in the west coast, but we're the one of the closest ones to the mainland, but we don't have a bridge like Sky or anything like that We're still ferry you know a proper island with a ferry um there's a lot of forestry on there but our biggest, um, it, it would be fishing, um, would be the, the biggest thing on the earth because um, oh, we've got Iona as well. We're, we're very touristy wildlife. We've got the Iona, which is um, the religious island that you'd have to go through Mull to get to Iona. Um, so it's a very popular, but it's, it's kind of a bit of both loads right in the middle loads of trees and then around the coast is like beautiful beaches what
0: would be like
1: beaches? like if you if you had a day and say right you can go a forest walk or you can go coastal which would you pick oh definitely coastal Mm -hmm. definitely there's nothing like that i feel i feel the sea really is healing for me well i'm a pisces as well but i I really think you know just the the air even i'm thinking about it now and i'm just like oh being on a beach, listening to the the waves crashing, um, and it's a it's a different kind of like wind or air, you know, when your hair's like completely blown back, and yeah, so it would, it would definitely be something like that. I, fi- I find it quite emotional sometimes.
0: Mm. Being like
1: a, being by like the the water, I really like it.
0: A lot of people say it's when they feel a sort of connect with you know God or their soul or their kind of quiet place where
1: they just feel a
0: sort of peace
1: yeah that's definitely by the sea is like would be that for me like just sitting and watching the waves roll in and just like the clouds and the smells and yeah just everything about it is it just it makes me feel happy uh you know it's like do they talk about you know if you're doing meditation and your happy place a happy place is a a beach on one on the island and it's just got like a just the air feels different and the water is so blue and the sand is just so clear as well and yeah it just has this like feel I can just I can even imagine myself being there right now um it's a Calgary beach and it's normally um if you ever see like top 10 beaches in Scotland it's usually in one Oh, wow. usually in the list it's so so beautiful so beautiful it's funny though I love like the sea and water and things like that but I can't swim <laughs> I never learned to swim I was pad- like you wouldn't be learning I could paddle yeah
0: <laughs> have you tried any in the world swimming like everyone. I feel like it's a craze now like I'm just gonna put it out there I started doing it mm, about two years ago
1: <laughs> I've been this is thing being from an island I wild swimming is what we did that was the only kind of swimming swimming we could do <laughs> you know what I mean is it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah it's just like yeah um so yeah I'd love that. Your Danny she's all Danny Gordon she's always trying to get me out uh, and I'm like yeah yeah I'll come I'll come and I'm like no no <laughs> I haven't I can I I I do have like a bit of a thing about wearing swimsuit and I, I know I know I don't want to be that person but um yeah the idea of wearing a swimsuit really does I would wear a wetsuit but I don't think I'd wear a swimsuit without swimming
0: really what is it is it about like pictures to look at certain way? I think you look amazing.
1: um I don't know I've always felt quite awkward um with my body um I'm extremely tall for um for women so well not extremely tall really now, nowadays I'm 5'9 but I reached that height when I was 13 years old and I was literally the only if you look at because I was a tiny school as well if you look at our school photos it's like all, all the kids are like one level and then it goes Doop, right at the end and it's me and I'm not even standing on a bench or anything like that and I was just like so awkward and I had big gangly limbs and everything it just like stretched out um, and I felt really self conscious about, you know, I looked like a woman when I was like thirteen, against like all these like preteens, um, and so I guess it's always been there. But I'm also a bit of a prude. Um, I, I I think I think as well coming from an island, um, a, a relatively religious island with a religious upbringing um, within my family, that. You know, you you cover you cover yourself up, but it's it's more of a like a respect thing, like a respect for, you no, know, for your own body. um I mean, I've never, I've, I've, I've you know, I had the time when I was at uni with you know the the boobs out and the short skirts and all that sort of thing, but I didn't feel comfortable in them. Yeah. I did, you know, I just did it because that's what everybody else was doing. And so, you know, I I never show my legs off. Uh, now I always wear like leggings or tights and I just prefer it I just feel more comfortable with it's not that I don't love what's there I just just don't want to show off yeah
0: and that's I I think it's it's powerful though saying that you know that's the way you feel and you're happy to sort of embrace that and you don't feel the pressure to to, you know get it all out
1: like I, I don't think I can say I love my body I respect it um it's done some great things but I think there'll always be sort of um an aspect there where I just it's just not what I want it to be um I didn't but then I also understand that it doesn't matter what I do it will never be what I want to be I, I could look like a Victoria Secret model um and I still don't think I would be extreme like completely happy with what was there it's just I think that's just I hate to say it but I think that's a, a thing that women struggle with all the time and I think it's the pressures of you know society and other people and things like it does it, I think there'll always be something that you want to improve or change
0: absolutely and we've had it kind of sort of gone like into us since we're little like I used to watch the Kylie Minogue videos and you know you'd see her flaunting around in all these outfits and stuff and I was like I don't want to be like that it's just you know you're spoon-fed it all and it's uh, <clears throat> for me it was like doing the meditation and stuff and really like pouring all that compassion on yourself and accepting yourself where you're at and um being like totally curious as well about like food and, and why you eat and you know because for me if I really wanted a six-pack I would work my butt off to get it yeah you know I I could achieve it with the willpower um and whilst I I looked at the Kylie videos and she had a six-pack and stuff I was like wow but clearly I don't want it enough
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no no exactly that's it I you know I'd rather have a cheese sandwich and you know a pack of crisps and you Know that bar of chocolate because you know that's what I want. Um, as it is, see, be, you be mindful of you know, you're if you're eating those things every day, all the time, you're not going to feel good about yourself, you're just your body's not going to feel good because you're not putting the nutrition in. Um, but I see life's too short, drink, sometimes just drink the glass of wine or eat the pasta or like the, the cheese sauce, or you know, and it, that that's the way that I was brought up you know there was nothing ever restricted um you know if I wanted a biscuit I could have a biscuit um and I think because I I was given that sort of opportunity to make my own choices and I don't have an issue with food that's one of the things I've never never had you know if I, I want to eat well I'll eat well and I do tend to eat I most of the time, but if I want a McDonald's, I have a McDonald's. <laughs> Do you know? I love McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, and I, I never feel guilty about food. And it's kind of how I hope to bring my children up. If they want chocolate, I never force them to eat their dinner. If they don't want to eat their dinner, you know, I, I would never say, Oh, you're not getting your pudding. You know, most of the time, they'll say, Oh, I don't want this. And then I'm like, Okay, here. And I give them their pudding. And then 10 minutes later, I'm hungry and I'm like, Well, there's your dinner. <laughs> and then they'll eat it. They just want it to eat the pudding first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. know, so wow. so I kinda of that I I and I'm very aware as well that like Cora is very similar to me in build. She's very tall. She's she's only six, but she wears eight to nine clothes. Um she's about a head taller than anyone in her class, including boys and I just keep on thinking oh gosh I just hope she doesn't have the same sort of insecurities I had about my like body growing up and so I really it's like that's one of the biggest things is like trying to keep because I know what it was like because I I think you know back 90s and stuff like that oh you're a you're a big girl you're tall and all this sort of thing and so when people do say it to Cora I'm like oh yeah she's very tall yes is it she grown up and try and diffuse it slightly so she doesn't feel that awkwardness like and it happens all the time as well
0: That's, and people just say things without thinking as well
1: yeah and it, I mean there's no harm in it well what they don't think there's any harm but sometimes it sticks, certain things stick with you you know I remember getting called like BFG you know, at school because um, I was like the big friendly giant and I used to hate it. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so tall. And I have like a, a slight stoop um, because I would try and like make myself small and like be the same. My best friend was literally, you know, where my nipples were. <laughs> so <laughs> um, so it, was, it was like horrible being so tall. But, you know, there's advantages to it. I think of it being at a bigger school, yeah. It would, I mean, I only had eight. There was only eight of us in my class, so it was very obvious. <laughs> but I think if you had more people in my class, then it, it wouldn't have been so obvious. Yeah, okay. So I, I think we've caught a being in Edinburgh rather than Tobermory will be a bit of an advantage. <laughs> well, hopefully, anyway.
0: How are you feeling about her, like going on Instagram and stuff? Because obviously, I I've thought about it a lot, like Bonnie's eight, Um mm-hmm she'll steal my phone to look at TikTok and stuff. She just loves the dancing and all of that. But I've been speaking to her for years about, you know, trolls and what it means. And people are clearly just sad if they're saying nasty things to you and, you know, really, really trying to drill it in. But I am quite scared as well, thinking mm-hmm. that's for teenagers on there and the pressure and the filters and all that stuff.
1: Yeah, I really want to keep caught Cora- up off social media as long as possible I know it's not go, going to be able to. My, my nephew's 10 and he's all all about it and mm. making the YouTube videos and the TikToks and stuff like that um I try and keep it away from her um I mean she is on my grid um she's rarely in my stories I always ask for permission as well like can I take your photo um, and if she says no uh, I just have to accept it I mean because she she's allowed to say no um, and I, I have gone through a stage where I just kind of trying to keep them off the grid especially Cora because I think you know it's, her friends may be able to get on Instagram but not now but in a few years and be like oh your mum's like mental and your your mom's like you know psycho and stuff like that so uh, I think it will sort of taper off with her being part of that mm. um but I don't want because social media is such an amazing thing mm. this is a thing if, when it's used properly so I think it'd be more of when the time comes which I'm hoping is not anytime soon I mean she's not interested in having a phone or anything just now um I think it'll be more about educating her um than anything else um I've been kind of lucky I've only ever had one troll troll me about my kids um and it was from like one of these stupid accounts that's got no pictures, no followers, blah blah blah. Somebody's obviously made it just to make horrible comments. And they um commented on the fact that my my children are mixed race. Um and I you know i said deleted it, but that kinda that kinda hit home. That was right at the beginning as well. Where where the children were more the priority. Like literally it wasn't pictures of me, it was pictures of my kids. Mm-hmm. Um but now, mum force has evolved, and it's more more me, parenting rather than my kids being parented by me. Um, so I think it's, it's education explaining her, and I think as well the fact that this is kind of like my job. Um, I am aware of the dangers, um, so I think I would be able to help along the way. But I see. The thing is, with social media, we didn't have it when we were younger. You know, if we were getting bullied at school or something was being said at school, we would leave school and go home. And that would be it till, like, the next day. But with social media or, like, mobile phones, you're constantly connected. So they leave school and then they come home and they shut the door. They look at their phone and there's, like, cruel messages on their social media. There's emails sent to them by like p- horrible people in their class whatsapps of put horrible pictures getting sent round of them it it doesn't stop um you know so it, it's kind of yeah i think it's a bit of a minefield and i don't think i'll really truly know until i get there
0: yeah how to handle it yeah that's the thing it's experience and it's knowing that you
1: know mm-hmm
0: hero people and the anxiety rates and the teenage like suicide rates and everything it's just
1: crazy and Um, you can search anything
0: yeah
1: you could they could search anything they can look at anything um it's you know there's that uh the trial that's going on with that young girl who um who sadly killed herself and they looked at her web history and she'd been looking up um like suicide pictures on Instagram, um, by using certain tags that she'd found online, mm-hmm. um, and you know they're just all, people are always going to find a way to try and get past all this monitoring, you know, by using different hashtags and so forth, um, so there'll always be that out there, um, which just is horrible to think because, uh, you know, I, I don't know what I would have done if I had had. That is an outlet when I was younger. Um, You know, instead of actually talking um, about it, just going into my phone and keeping, like, all your secrets and all this thing into your phone. Um, Because you'll know yourself. It can can feel like a real world when really, you know, a lot of the time it's, like, 1% of, like, somebody's life or not even one percent
0: almost like educating people like i'd like to maybe do more talks in schools and stuff but it's just oh it's it's something that we we have to like as you say like you'll know when you get there what to do Mm -hmm. but it does scare the heck out of me i'm not
1: oh gosh yeah i'm not looking forward to the teenage years at all (laughs) yeah and i think there's things like even like chatting about the
0: exams and stuff um, and the pressure that puts on like I remember having like a panic attack I'd been at my grand's funeral the day before my mass gcs, uh, GCS. oh gosh and uh, I remember just like my, main, my mind just blanked something about that exam hall um, and it made me think is there a better way to examine like to put the kids through it with all the pressures they're going to feel on social media is there a better way of sort of marking them and things like that you know rather than putting it all on like going in this room and you know with anxiety rates is that really the best thing for
1: them you know yeah well I, I mean my exam experience was completely different because I'm I'm dyslexic um, and also being from a small school and um, I got to do my exams in a room by myself with a reader and a scribe oh. so I didn't find the exams stressful at all <laughs> and I kind of wish that, that these are the sort of options that were available for because I mean it's it's not it doesn't feel very natural to be in an exam room completely silent Mm -hmm. with all like uh, I mean being in Tobermory as well I mean I said there was only eight people in my class so it was never going to be a big big room anyway um but when you see like my husband talking and there's like 80 of them in the gym hall desk after desk after desk you know i that's anxiety inducing. Just even thinking about it is horrible. It's not. It's not a natural state to go in, and I can't imagine. It's probably the best way to get the best results.
0: Yeah, out of the kids, I've been totally thinking about that. Like I still have nightmares that I've I've got to go in the exam hall, but I've not done any of the work. <laughs> and then I'm. Like, oh, that's the way it puts pressure on you to work, but I I don't know. I I just think like with the changes and with social media and with all the other pressures i just don't know if it's the best way but i know i know
1: it's probably gonna yeah well that's it everything's gonna we, well you know i don't think everything's gonna be sorted until sort of mid next year if if that so we just know that they're already saying that they're going to cancel the exams yeah. next year it's no. like
0: One week at a time is what I'm saying. Oh, definitely. What would be your advice to people then that are struggling, like, with anxiety or or, irrational thoughts? Just if they're struggling with their mind at the moment, what would be your sort of top tips?
1: Um, Find someone that you love and trust and speak to them. Um, Go and see your doctor, your GP. Um, I mean... That, that's what I always say because some people come to me and they're like asking me for advice, and I'm, like, I'm not a doctor. Mm-hmm. You know, I can, I can only talk from my own experience. If you feel that you need to go on medication or that you're needing some kind of treatment, um, you need to go and speak to your GP or your health visitor or, you know, a medical professional. Um, but if that seems quite daunting, find that friend, your partner, your, your mum you know, your sisters, whoever, um, speak to them and say, oh, I'm actually not doing all right. They might even come with you to the doctors just for like a support, mm-hmm. um, just to hold your hand and just just get the ball rolling on talking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you've been hiding it for a long time or you've been feeling it for a long time, it's probably a lot bigger than you think it is. Um, and then once you start talking and saying it out loud, you will feel so much better. Um it's it's like this ball of energy that's been inside you for so long all of a sudden comes out and you just feel like still. Um so there that's that's basic find someone that you can say hey you know something's not right here or I'm not doing so well. Um, and also just don't be kind to yourself. If you feel rubbish, let yourself feel rubbish cuddle yourself up eat all the food that makes you feel good watch the tv that makes you feel good and if that doesn't make you feel any better then you know start thinking you know what 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 is where is this coming from mm-hmm. do you find that so you when you were speaking about like the
0: outbursts and stuff and just you know and then going into the self-harm so you, would you put that down then mostly to to just keeping that trap that-
1: oh yeah it was definitely a result of keeping it in. Yeah, um, up builds up and builds up. Builds up and it was like an implosion. Yeah. Like a complete and utter, like, say like it was just like an out-of-body experience, you know. There was no, once it sort of kicked off, there was no going back. I just had to roll. I had to, it was like an, un, an uncontrollable force. Whereas, you know, if you think about it, if you take it brick by brick, it's a lot easier than trying to knock down a, a full house, isn't it? So um, even if it's a small, tiny thing. And I, I, I'd be very, I'm very open with, of course, say I was out with my friends and we went somewhere and it was just, I, I didn't like the vibe and it made me feel claustrophobic or anxious or I didn't like the, the smell and it triggered something. Just say, to, I say to my friends, I really don't want to go in here. I don't, I won't, I'm not comfortable. Um, and then if you're honest and open, you'll find that people are a lot more accepting than you think they're going to be. Yeah. And if they're not, just give them a wee bosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't need that toxic, you know, person in your life. Yeah. I, th- I think that's that's been a, a, new, a huge thing as well. It's like, since I've started talking about um, being more open i've found not my friends have tapered off but have um you, you sort of see like who you your really good good friends are um so ones that don't feel uncomfortable when you say you know stuff you can just see they're just like stop talking stop talking you're making me feel uncomfortable it's the ones that i've just become more aware of that the ones who, who will just like listen and understand and there's like no judgment at all um and that's that's been like a huge thing I've, I've seen like my number of friends just go down and down and down but I'm I'm okay with it as well because I also feel like like the quality is better the friendship quality is better um and to I'll be perfectly honest the ones that have completely disappeared, don't miss at all. Yeah, that's,
0: that's good. It, it, it's hard because, you know, if you've got a friendship and then perhaps you think they are more caring or they think, you know, you maybe think their intentions are better than they are, and then you, it can be when, you, when you're unwell. I certainly found like, you know, you think people would sit by you, but when you're unwell <laughs> or you're not yourself as well, and you like, oh, right, okay. <laughs>
1: Yeah. No. Totally. Like I'm, no, I'm actually sick. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not well. I'm in hospital. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I've got a friend. Um, she's very. It's a very open battle. Um, who, who, got um detained um detained by the mental health act, and she was very ill for a very long time, and. There's probably only about three people that continued to be her friend after, like, it was ill for a very long time. She's fully recovered now. She's in a great place, but she she still got on one of the th- the three um, the the three girls that you know stuck by her. that Les just like gone disappeared, you know, and she she you don't need people like that in your life anyway um if they're not going to stand by you at the worst of times don't let them stand by next to you when you're having the best of time either Mm -hmm.
0: you know and it's a hard lesson for people but you've just got to be kind to
1: yourself and yeah I think it's more of a case of people are just uncomfortable by it as well they just don't they're like oh I don't want to feel uncomfortable you know Feel uncomfortable. That's your friend. You know, if if you really want, she really needs you, or it's, you know, I remember just like sitting, holding her hand. She had no idea who I was, you yeah. know, and just being, complete, just just being there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know it's such a hard thing, like with mental health, and I guess that's a stigma because people still take it so personally. Because you might say things you don't mean, or you say things that are out of character, and people are like, But well, they said that to me," and you're like, "It doesn't mean they meant it," <laughs> you know? Yeah,
1: no, totally. I think you know they don't have an idea of what you know your mind is. your Your mind is broken. You know, it's just the same as any sort of you know illness or syndrome. You've, you've got to fix it you've got to go into hospital you know you break your leg you break your arm you know you've got diabetes you need to take insulin if your brain burns out you need to take the time to make it better um it's just the same as it but as I say it's that that stigma and that's something that I, I've i seen from my parents as well my, my mom always jokes like oh you're putting that stuff on the internet and it's They're now getting to the point where they sort of understand that I'm talking about my anxieties. I'm talking about my worries and my OCD, but it doesn't make me crazy. It doesn't make me mad. It doesn't make me um, a sad person because I'm not sad. Um, You know, I I don't have like depression. I can have bouts of sadness. Because of my feelings, but I am still me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've and I've been I've been this way forever. Mm-hmm. You know, the only difference now is I am allowing myself to feel those emotions, feel those feelings, and I'm talking about them. Um, and it was quite uncomfortable. I, I remember my great aunt messaged my mom just when I first started Mum Force, and was like, "Oh my goodness." Is Gail okay? And like my great aunt, like we're talking just she's like eighties and nineties. So, you know, somebody to have like any mental health, oh that was it, I'm going to the asylum. Do you know what I mean? Um and she was like, Oh, I'm so embarrassing, my my auntie for it I was like, Look, well then educate her. You know, instead of being like, Oh no, she's fine and then just like leaving it at her, just say, Oh no, it's, you know, it's it's not like X, Y, and Z, this is how it is you know educate them that's that's what this is all about yeah it's so important
0: so important it's like just give them a wee shake yeah, no, it's okay. yeah yeah
1: it's like that that all the mum giving me oh snap out of it snap out of it you know oh you're fine you're fine growing up and I'm like no actually I'm not and I'm starting to see as you know I've more I've talked about and they listen now they're more understanding so I I get like when I go and shopping with my mum or um, there was one time we were out and Cassie um, was sick and I have that sort of sick phobia Um, and I was panicking and I was like oh my mum actually instead of what I would have expected in the past like you're fine you're fine oh it's fine you know it's sick you know get over it type thing she like she held me and she's like it's okay it's fine he was sick because of and I think it was the he'd gagged or choked on something it's not because he's ill mm-hmm. so there's nothing to worry about he probably won't be sick again and her just saying that to me I was like okay she really understands what I've been saying to her you know because saying step out of it you know oh yeah I'm fine now thanks yeah it's all it's okay now great it doesn't work like that but to have somebody to like give you that sort of understanding and also see the the rational of the situation which you know when sometimes you're in the cloud that dark cloud you can't always see um is really helpful
0: yeah just telling it like calmly and sort of you know breaking it down for you
1: yeah exactly you know and just like okay you know he's not sick this happened because you know he choked on his ice cream or something like that and it's like okay okay so that's fine and he was he was fine But I just needed somebody, you know, to have that understanding and sort of snap me out of it. Whereas before that would have built up and we'd have got home and I'd be stressed and I'd be thinking, oh, he's going to be sick. And I wouldn't sleep all night because I'd be like, oh, he's going to get sick. What if I don't hear him? What happens if it is a bug and he's only sick once, but he passes on to Cora and Cora gets, and it just like, you know, steamrolls onto like this huge, big thing. And then I end up with the trigger and the meltdown. Where's? it got diffused in like 2 seconds just by somebody putting their arm around me going this is what's happened it's not going to happen again are you okay type yeah. thing
0: it's it's crazy like what a little bit of kindness and a little bit of just like yeah being level about the situation like that was partly why i did the mental health first aid course because it was just a refresher of what we should all do if someone's got anxiety depression whatever you know um Keeping
1: you there. Sorry, Rory's just come in, and I'm like,
0: get away. <laughs> We've actually gone, gone
1: well over. <laughs> That's been You're fabulous. gonna have to do some serious editing. Oh
0: no, not at all. I'll uncut all the way. That's what this is all about. So oh really? Oh God, so honest and raw and um, it's what we're all
1: about here so thank you. So- no thank you very much it's been nice I was a bit worried I was going to cry but oh, luckily I didn't. <laughs> oh, I went for a on you then. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I, like I, I'm, a, I'm a sensitive soul I'm a weeper it doesn't take much for me to cry but I've um, been being, uh, being good. <laughs> well- I'm, I'm obviously in a good mood today so here though either, but, um, oh no not at all not at all sometimes a good cry is all you need oh my
0: goodness music helps me with that which brings me on to my yeah. question what what song I
1: can sing <sighs> or i can play it out later <laughs> now this is this is where it gets tricky because i love music i'm the same as you music just it can make my mood change just like an a beat um I love so many different kinds of music. So it's kind of hard. And I don't want to pick something somebody's already picked. Mm. I mean, you've had like a hundred, what, hundred podcasts. So I'm sure there's some, some uh, banging tunes in there. Um, let's see. Yeah, um, it's so hard. The, one, the ones, one that's coming to my mind is Mr. Brightside. I don't know. You've probably had that one before, have you? you no.
0: Know, Maybe once two years ago, but I can't say a hundred percent. It was maybe one of their potentials.
1: Cause that that's the first one that comes to my mind. Cause I just yeah, it was just a really that the year that album came out from The uh, Killers was like a good a good year, and yeah. so every time we hear that song, I'm like, it's really like oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just' like go head banging and yeah, turn it up loud, screaming. <laughs> jumping about and just like, letting it loose. Yeah, me and my friends we were we were um, at the student union and it came on and we we had a dance yeah. that we made up to it. So that's every time that song comes on I have to do the dance as well. I'm sure she's the same.
0: <laughs> maybe you could do me a reel, you know, maybe it'll go fine. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Amonchu <laughs> oh no that's been amazing well thank you so oh, much thank you and um keep it cool keep it keep being yourself keep showing up as you are because that's that's all we need you know yeah
1: and hopefully we'll we'll get to see each other in person soon
0: oh i hope so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah.
1: even yeah. if it's just like across the way <laughs> We'll take it a week at a time But we've always got Zoom until then Exactly Well (laughs) thank you so much for having me
0: Oh well thank you so much for being
1: here
0: (laughs) Right guys So the Mojo Injection for Gail Is Mr. Brightside by the Killers An idea for you Just to stick on your playlist Dive around the kitchen And just release some of that Negative energy And get a little bit of a Mojo Injection so you could do that now. She was asking if we'd done this the song before in the podcast. I'm not sure if we have. I, I need to go through them all. I, I'm really not sure. I don't think so. That's annoying me now. Right, join in. Let's shake it off. Jealousy, turning saints into the sea. Swimming through sick lullabies. Choking on your alibis but it's just the price i pay destiny is calling me to open up my eager eyes i'm mr bright side shake it off guys feel that mojo release oh yeah baby you got this you have got this bang bang boom boom bosh Coming out of my cage and I've been doing just fine Gotta, gotta be down because I want it all it started out with a kiss, how did it end up like this? It was only a kiss, it was only a kiss Now I'm falling asleep and she's calling a cab And I'm taking a smoke and she's having a drag And I would go on a bed and my stomach is sick And it's all in my head now, she's touching his chest Now he takes off her dress now let me go right guys thank you so much for being here you're amazing all the good vibes and love Mm -mm. we're taking control